This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Friday night, we saw the Astros push the ALCS to a Game 7, which is tonight at 8.30 here, our time. And the Braves... Got upended by the Dodgers in a series where it is now game six with the Braves still up 3-2. And we're going to talk about that right here real quick for a little bit on Pine Tower for Breakfast. What up, and welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. And we have ourselves a Game 7 tonight in San Diego between the Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays. Also, the Braves and Dodgers are now into a Game 6, and it's because, why? Oh, they're the two best teams in the National League, and they are just delivering blow after blow to each other. And just wanted to sit here and talk a little bit about the series and what we're going to see. And obviously last night, Astros doing something that only now the second team to have done it in all the years in the ALCS, which is go down 3-0 and push it to game seven. Uh, Framber Valdez, the left-hander for the Houston Astros, was fantastic. Six innings, three hits, one run, nine strikeouts, and three walks. He was Really, really, really good with his curveball. Um, and it was one of those where if it's working, let's keep going to it. And Maldonado kept on calling it, and it was just fantastic. He had seven called strikes on that curveball, 15 whiffs, four foul balls, five balls put in play. And it, it, it really signaled what the Astros can do against the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. Um, the 8.30 start, so 5.30 in San Diego, tough, tough place to play in the shadows early on in the game. You're going to see a lot of spin. And, well, of course you are, because why? There's one person that's on the mound for uh, the Houston Astros that um, he likes to throw a lot of curveballs. That, my friends, is Lance McCullers Jr. What would he look like in a Phillies uniform? Oh, Yeah. Phillies uniform. That's right. I'm talking about someone that I really believe has a chance at being someone special for a long time. Coming off of Tommy John, uh, Lance McCullers has everything in front of him. Look, he already lost in the series. And what was it from? Ground ball, second base. Jose Altuve short-armed it, short-hopped Yuri Gurriel over at first base. The inning continued. Instead of out, he makes a mistake. And a Rosarena made him pay. But I mean, a Rosarena has made everyone pay. But it's one pitch. So I, or sorry, Manny, Manny Margot. Margot was the one that hit it. Who, my God, 
Talk about someone that's coming out of nowhere. We've known Manuel Margot of the San Diego Padres. He got traded, kind of almost just thrown in there in the Tommy Pham deal and, you know, whatever. He and Hunter Renfro go over there, and he's been, yeah, he's been okay. Not great. And then the postseason, he's been phenomenal. He had his fifth homer yesterday. And two, obviously, in the game. So what the Rays have in front of them is the momentum card. Uh, Yandy Diaz, I see. I I don't know if anyone saw this game yet last night, or you know, we're paying so close. But Yandy Diaz walked with a three-two count, curveball in the dirt. Framber Valdez uh, and him had this like little stare off, and and Yandy's doing some things, and I was like, yeah, he's getting him off off track. This guy's cruising right now, and he's just trying to he's trying to mess him up. And I thought he did, thought he was going to, but. A guy that I've been really critical of on MLB Network Radio uh, a lot um, is Carlos Correa. And and, and look, uh, I feel like I'm right in being able to do so because uh, a guy uh, was defending his teammates. I get that. But he's a big part of you know what went on in uh, Houston as far as the cheating scandal. And there was a lot of things that were said that I just really could not jump on board. But what he did last night... He got in the face of Framber Valvez to make sure that he locked in. And, I mean, you don't see it too often. He had a little bump of the umpire, which uh, I, I think needs to be discussed at some, some point in time. Uh, but that's besides the point. He led. He got his guy locked back in. And for me, the, one of the biggest plays that we've seen in a non-play, biggest non-play, play in the postseason a long time and I I really think that when we look back on this Carlos Correa and his little mound visit little little chest tap or slug of uh, Framber Valdez got him right in the right frame of mind and the next thing you know what happens double play ball inning over it was awesome uh, I'm I'm all about you know the Rays winning the series. I I'm not a fan of the Astros this year, uh, but I'm a huge fan of Dusty Baker. Growing up as a Giants fan, someone that's known Dusty a long, long, long time. You talk about one of the ultimate leaders, um, and someone that is more respected by his players than anybody I've ever heard. You know, from multiple teams, five teams he's taken to the postseason, three of those to the ALCS. Oh man, to do. The me against the world thing, it actually plays in this. Everyone tries to pull it one, you know, at some point in the year. Uh, yeah, it's us against the world. No one believes that. Come on. This one, yes, because everyone wants the Astros to lose. And so for them to go down 3 0, how many people are clamoring for it? The sweep and then seeing everything go on. But that momentum is real right now. And for me, uh, listening to John Smoltz talk uh, quite a bit. Um, during this postseason, which has been fantastic. He and Joe Buck do such a good, 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 if not great job uh, every time. Um, I really thought what he said, look, you're in baseball, your momentum is just, you know, is as good as your next starting pitcher. And he was talking about the two mentalities uh, in, in a game, and we'll get to that at some point, but of Max Fried and Walker Buehler will get there. But the mentality is right now, if you're Lance McCullers, you're riding a high. I mean, you got everything going your way. Just attack the zone, and and you know, obviously, he's going to use his his curveball, um, and you know, that's that's one thing. 
Here's the other part that makes this game even more intriguing. Charlie Morton is going for the Rays. Charlie Morton is 3-0 with a .64 ERA in winner-take-all games. That is right. 3-0 with a .64 in winner-take-all starts. And for me, I is experience a, a huge factor in this? I, I do think that, but I mean, look, look, both teams have played a lot of game five and game sevens, depending on the size of the series in the last couple of years, they played against each other last year in a game five, uh, which the Astros obviously won against Tyler glass. Now, uh, the tipping Tyler glass now, but for this situation tonight, I, I actually, both teams are in a, in a spot. I just think it's, it's early on who scores first. In this game. And the reason why I say who scores first, because it's if it's the Astros, I could just see uh, more than anything, not the Rays laying down, but just that, that, that snowball effect that we've seen so often this season uh, happening for the Astros. They're feeling themselves quite a bit. Uh, but Charlie Morton, who has been fantastic yet again uh, in this postseason, he is on the mound for the Rays. So I look at this and I'm, I'm going, I, I want the Rays, but I understand what's real. And what's real is that these guys, um, you know, this is like the month of June as far as their, their, their playing bodies, right? And you're, you're three months into the season, but this is obviously the, you know, it's October, we get that. But three of the last four years, the Astros have been one of the best teams in June. That's right. They are one of the best teams, not only record-wise, but offensively. And so these guys are starting to get hot, whether it's Altuve, uh, whether it's Carlos Correa, um, Michael Brantley, who is, again, look, we got lucky when we got Kutch. But Michael Brantley, I think, was the other choice. And isn't he special? He is so dang special in what he does. Um, and so it, it'll be it'll be great. My pick to click tonight for either team has got to be two – of one or the other. Alex Bregman for the Astros. He's got to show up. And uh, hot take alert, but Brandon Lau has got to get truly going. And if he doesn't get going, guess what? They're going home. They are going home. And that's not going to be a good thing because to me, the Rays are such a, such a great team and fun team to watch. Uh, that's who I got in game seven is Whoever goes off between those two players, who do I want? The Rays. I want the Rays. I have the Rays and Braves in the World Series. I've only been off on one series so far, and that's the Indians and Yankees. Uh, I didn't tell that to Eric Kratz because he would have beat me, but that's okay. Uh, moving forward, as we go on Pintar for breakfast, talking about a little bit of the ALCS. Now the NLCS in Game 6 between the Dodgers and the Braves. Last night we saw something happen that you can understand uh, happens. Um more or less to younger guys, not so much the older guys. Uh, and when I mean older guys, I mean just anyone that's played pro ball. But uh, Mookie Betts made one of the most incredible plays on his feet uh, to get off a unbalanced on-the-run throw to home at 82 miles an hour still one of the most incredible things. But it was the fact that Marcelo Zuna kind of shuffled and back and forth between the, the bag and, and not being – like there's certain things. A-Rod was known for blocking you, right? You'd get right in front of you and and you'd try to be tagging up at third base. And guess what? That's what uh that's what you're trying to do is is distract the guy. Well, he couldn't see through six guys 
Is that an excuse? No, it's a fact. But what is unacceptable in that situation is just taking off blindly in Marcelo Zuna. He, by himself, crushed the momentum of the Braves. Look, they are now up 3-1 to one in that situation. They're elated. They are going nuts in that dugout. Guess what happens? They review. They go back. They notice that he's three, four feet off the bag. And the only thing that can be done is called out. And so who's now elated? You have the deflation, the deflated uh, Atlanta Braves, and then you get the Dodgers who come back and Corey Seager, uh, the home run, uh, the dead center to – actually, it was one of them makes it 2 nothing. It would have been – or 2-1. Or anyway, all I'm saying is that play had more momentum shift than I've seen in a long time by such a just a weird play. Uh, and for me – um, you don't see that too often from either team. These are these are two of my favorite teams to watch based on the offensive prowess, uh, how good they are defensively, how well they run the bases, their bullpens. Um, the starting staffs obviously are in favor of um, the Los Angeles Dodgers, but last night A.J. Minter for the Atlanta Braves, who we've seen quite a bit for Philly fans, he was spectacular, striking out seven and three innings. I mean – Let's be honest here. Did anyone see that? No. No. I think Brian Snicker was going to the – he was at the point where he's going, kind of pinching himself going, dang, did we really get this? I mean, there, there's a – you know, I, I tweeted this out the other day, and I really thought with Hugh Oscar Enoa, uh, Bryce Wilson, and now uh, A.J. Minter, who would be your MVP out of that bunch? Because Enoa did it in the 15-3 game. He threw four innings in relief and saved a lot of arms, especially with no days off. Uh, then you get Bryce Wilson, who came out and just dealt like we haven't seen before. We knew that this was in there, right? If, you're, if you, know, you follow uh, you know, the, the minor leagues and, and what the prospects lists and, and what he's shown, uh, what he's shown against us in, in the past in, in Philadelphia is not very good. But that, that was special what he did. And then A.J. Minter last night, a reliever who does the opener, uh, goes three innings, he was special. But the obvious play of the day um, was the home run by Will Smith against Will Smith, which was fantastic because you can't go wrong on either one's name. But 0-2 count, comes hard inside with a fastball on 0-2, perfect pitch. Then he goes up and in, which, I mean, he got the lower half to move, now he gets the upper half to move. And throws Will Smith throws Will Smith a two-two slider down and in that as a right-handed hitter against a lefty that knows he has that back foot slider. I mean, it is an e- almost an easy take early. Two strikes. It's almost an impossible take. He took this thing and you're going, what? How? It was filthy. Down and in, nasty bite towards the right foot of Will Smith. Take. Four-seam fastball, a 3-2 count, shot him. I mean, you talk about a absolute tank. Will Smith shot Will Smith, and we had ourselves a new series. Really, we did. And I I really hope that the Braves are able to uh, calm things down with Max Fried on the mound. They're going up against Walker Buehler as well. And they obviously have beaten Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is not going to walk five guys again. 
He is not. If he does, they lose. But if they, he, he will not walk five more Braves in this game. I, I can almost guarantee that. But the one thing that's got to happen for the Braves to win tonight, because I think it, tonight is the, uh, it's the ball game. I, I, I mean, look, Ian Anderson has been special. He's been special. But if he goes, if we go to Game Seven, you're putting on him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't want to sit there and say, "Oh yeah, I totally got on him." But uh, I'm going to go with tonight is the night that the Braves have to do it. If they don't, it, it it's it's over. Um, and the Bra and the Dodgers will take it in Game Seven. So I I think Ronnie Acuna Jr. needs to do something. He needs to get special. He needs to be special in a situation tonight uh, for the Braves. And because I, th- I mean, Freddie Freeman stepped up. Marcelo Zuna has stepped up at some point in the series. Acuna has been lost. Uh, and, and we're looking for something that he needs to get to. And for me to hit my prediction of Rays and Braves in the World Series, all those things have to happen. Hit me up on Twitter at Kevin Franzen. It has been a pleasure. It maybe tomorrow. Maybe on Monday, more likely Monday, because we'll have everything set. Um, you know, as far as the World Series, the preview for the World Series, and we'll get this thing going. Uh, maybe Ruben Amaro Jr. will be joining me on Monday. We'll see. We'll find out. But thanks for joining me again right here on Pine Tar for breakfast. Until then, enjoy College Football Saturday and the ALCS Game Seven and LCS Game Six. Peace.